0: The
1: Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show. NBC and Tums bring you Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Huttle.
0: Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson with a message about Don't Wait. This is Don Wilson with a message about saving money. This is Don Wilson with a message about a most pleasant relief for acid indigestion. The answer to all these things is spelled T-U-M-S. Yes, Tums for the tummy. With Tums, you don't wait for relief from sour stomach or heartburn because there's absolutely nothing to mix, no water or glasses needed, no waiting at all. You just eat one or two delightful, minty-tasting Tums And relief starts immediately. And Tums are so economical, only 10 cents a roll, that you can always keep them handy. Carry them in pocket or purse for top-speed relief whenever or wherever some favorite food, overindulgence, or smoking too much causes distress. So don't wait. Get fast-acting, economical, delicious Tums today.
2: Maggie well, McGee isn't... Hello? Hello? Oh, <laughs> I thought we were cut off. McGee isn't up yet. He was pretty tired when we got home last night. Yeah, he usually sleeps through the second feature, but this time we saw Sadie Thompson and the rain kept him awake. <laughs> yeah. Every time it thunders... Molly! Oh, Molly! I better hang up, Mabel. He's up. Yeah, that noise you heard was the master of the house calling for his maid. Molly, where's my brown sweater? Do you know... It's in the closet, Derry. Call you later, Mabel. Yes, I hate to tell him, but... Yes, I'll let you know. Bye. In the closet where, Molly? I looked all over. Take it easy. Mother's coming. Better coddle him a little before I break the news. I suppose it's the only thing to do, but I wish there was some other way. Now, sweetheart, what's your problem?
3: I've looked through this closet six times and I can't find my brown sweater. I had it a week ago.
2: What's this right next to your raincoat?
3: Hmm. Well, it's no wonder I couldn't find it. It was on a hanger all by itself. I was looking under stuff. Next time, let me put it
2: away, will you? I got my own system for finding things in this closet. I don't know how you ever locate anything in there. Look at that mess. You've got anywhere from three to six things on each hanger. That's the whole idea. It's alphabetical. (laughs) You tried to explain that mess to me once, but I never did understand it.
3: Well, the whole mess is a very simple mess, or the whole deal. Here, look. Each hanger has a letter on it, see?
2: Yes. This one
3: here, marked T, has got T-shirts, trousers, and tucks on it.
2: My goodness.
3: Down here under C, we got coats, coveralls, and my silk kerchief. Next to that, under D, we've got denims and a suit. A suit? Dark suit. Oh.
2: I suppose, under L, you hang your longies, leggings, and light suits.
3: Sure. See how simple it is? That brown sweater should have been right here on hangar B with this blazer and breastplate. There.
2: (laughs) What on earth is that cast-iron camisole doing in your closet? I
3: brought it down from the attic last week. It's a souvenir from the days that old Fred Nittany...
2: You know, Fred Nittany,
3: the guy that him and me had a act together from Starved Rock, Illinois together, and me... We played the Palace Theater.
2: I've heard about Fred. This
3: thing was once war during the third act of Julius Caesar, Molly. I
2: don't recall hearing that you and Fred ever played Shakespeare. No,
3: we didn't. We were breaking in a new set of jokes one night, and I borrowed this from a friend of mine that was playing the opera house down the street. You know, just in case.
2: You borrowed it and never returned it?
3: Well, I meant to, but after the show, we left town in such a hurry. You know show business. You're always on the go.
2: <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh... Deary, I've got to tell you something. Okay, fire away. Hand me my socks, will you? Here. Look, uh, you, uh, you remember
3: that movie we went to last night? Remember it? Boy, I haven't seen it rain like that since the next day after I
2: returned Doc Gamble's
3: umbrella. Why'd you ask me?
2: Well, on the way home... Oh, here. Here's your shoes, Deary. Your hand is shaking, kiddo. What you so nervous about? Well, I, I don't quite know how to tell you this. I told Mabel Toops it wasn't going to be easy. Well, now,
3: whatever's on your mind, you just tell old Dad.
2: Come on, out with
3: it. I ain't going to scold you.
2: Well, what would you say if I told you I lost an earring on the way home?
3: I'd say, so what? You got a bushel of earrings.
2: But this is one from that set you gave me for our 10th anniversary with the nearly diamonds in it. Oh, my gosh, that one. Where'd you lose it? Well, I had it in the movie, and I had it in the car on the way home. And by
3: a very simple process of illumination, you must have lost it coming up the front walk. That's easy. Did you take a look outside this morning?
2: Yes, I did,
3: but... You just haven't got the sharp, clear eye old Dad's got, Tootsie. I'll find it for you, don't you worry. But, McGee... Stop fretting. I'll find it. I won't quit looking till I do, and that's a promise.
2: Scout's honor? Eagle
3: Troop, and there's the sign.
2: Good. I'll go get your breakfast ready. I'll run
3: outside right now and take a look around before we eat. I'll go over that front sidewalk with a fine tooth comb till I find that earring, because when I promise to do something... (laughs) Molly!
2: Did you call me, dearie? Did you see what's out there? Yes, sweetheart. That's why I was afraid to tell you.
3: Woo! You better fix a big breakfast while I get out the snow shovel. That snow must be three feet deep.
1: There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. You know, friends... We've all smiled at the eager young father up the street who buys his newborn son a football or an electric train. But it doesn't seem like more than a day or two until you see that young boy taking that train apart or booting that football up and down the street. Yes, time flies. Boys grow up. That's why it's never too soon to prepare for their future, whether it's footballs, electric trains, or money for college. And it's not too hard to understand why so many smart people are investing now in United States savings bonds. You can do it automatically every payday with a payroll savings plan. It's so painless you won't even miss the money that's deducted from your paycheck. Your employer sets aside a couple of dollars each payday, any amount you say. When there's enough for a savings bond, he buys it for you automatically. And those bonds make money for you. When they mature, you get back $4 for every three you put in. Extra dollars you'll need for your children's education. Invest in United States savings bonds on the payroll savings plan.
2: comes back in again. That's the third time in the last Just a minute, dearie. Woo! Baby, it's cold outside. What took you so long? The door isn't locked. All you had to do is turn the knob. I can't bend my fingers. They're
3: froze stiff, so I just pushed the bell with my elbow. I've got to come back in again for a few minutes to warm up.
2: Stomp the snow off your feet.
3: Oh man. That wind's got to bite like Toops' dog. Help me get these mittens off a minute, will you? You
2: poor dear.
3: Shoveling that snow is hard work. I don't know how anything so light can be so doggone heavy. Stuff comes down like a flock of feathers and lifts like a ton of lead.
2: Certainly does dress up the town, though. Mm. Just look out there. Doesn't it look beautiful?
3: From in here, Tootsie, it looks lovely, yes. But it looks entirely different from the long end of a snow shovel. (laughs) So far, I've shoveled off the front steps and half the front walk, but I haven't seen a sign of that earring yet.
2: Oh, dear, I didn't realize it was going to be such a job, McGee. Why don't you quit?
3: I feel better. Oh, no. Oh, no. I gave you my word. Scout's honor, and I'm sticking to my promise. I'll keep looking. (laughs) Oh, boy, this is murder. I have practically cleared the whole sidewalk, and I still don't see any sign... Oh, there it is. Hey, Molly, I... Oh, sassafras. Piece of busted glass. Hold it, McGee. Don't move. I want to run home and get my camera. You shoveling snow. i got to have a picture of this. Oh, it's you, fatso. In a hurry, I hope. Nope. Got all afternoon. Why don't you go back to the office and get a white coat and a broom and rent yourself out as a snowman? I would if I had a carrot nose like yours. Uh. Boy, is that beak of yours red. (sighs) Blink your eyes. I want to see if it goes on and off. Oh, you are so comical, <laughs> Doctor. You're Bob Hope, Jack, Benny, and Milton Burrow all rolled into one with 60 pounds left over. <laughs> How did you ever get hooked into this snow goose? Well, I didn't get hooked. I volunteered. A likely story. Molly lost one of her nearly diamond earrings last night, and I promised to find it for her. Find it in this snow? You can't even find your own name in the phone book. Well, this ain't easy work, Lard Bucket, but I ain't giving up. I promised Molly scouts on her Eagle Patrol, and I can't back out. Because a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave. And 40 years younger than you are. So go easy with that snow shovel, Flab Muscle. What do you mean, Flab Muscle? I'm solid as a rock. I'm fit, Fat. Sure, you're fit for the glue factory. <laughs> I'll be a Boy Scout, too, Sunny Boy. I'll do my good turn. You going to help me shovel? No, I'll drop by at dinner time and untie the knots in your back. <laughs> the long tenderhead. Ha <laughs> ha Ah. Well, he knows about tying
2: knots.
3: My gosh, if that earring don't turn up in the next few shovelfuls, though, I don't know where to look because...
2: How's it coming, dear? Any luck?
3: No. Nope. I've shoveled the whole walk in both directions. All the way around the house.
2: Oh, dear.
3: Stand back. There's just about two more shovels full left. Oh,
2: McGee. McGee, look. What? Right there, just where you picked up that last shovel full of snow. The earring. Sweetheart, you did it. You found my earring. Well,
3: I told you I would. There you are, kiddo. (laughs) When I make a promise, Scott's honor, I keep
2: it. I know you do, dearie. You're just the most wonderful. Oh, stop, Molly. Not out here in the middle of the street. Don't be so shy. The neighbors all know we're married. Uh, I told them. You'd better get those wet shoes off. Come on in the house before you catch cold.
3: bushed. Come on upstairs and take a nap. But hey, you know something? Pat? I not only found your earring for you, but I was the first guy on the whole block to clean the snow off his sidewalk.
2: Look how neat it looks. Just wonderful.
3: That ought to show some of them loudmouth neighbors that beefed to the city last year about my sidewalks just because I let it pile up a few weeks.
2: I'm so proud of you.
3: Call me when dinner's ready, Tootsie.
2: Bless his heart. I'll make it up to him. I'll bake him a hot apple pie. I'll call Mabel. Hello, operator. Give me Wistful Vista 3892. Poor lad. Hello, Mabel. Yes, it worked like a charm. But I feel so guilty about it. No, I just dropped it into the last shovel full of snow and let him find it there. <laughs> He's so proud of having the first clean sidewalks in the neighborhood. So that makes me feel better. Oh, Mark is still shoveling, is he? <laughs> better get your earring ready. Oh, aren't we awful?
1: Say goodnight to Pepper and Molly in a moment. Time just seems to be flying by as Christmas draws nearer. And there are only eight shopping days left to buy that extra special gift for your wife or mother. Wondering what she'd really appreciate? Well, we'd like to suggest one of the new brightly colored kitchen radios now on display at your favorite store. When you stop to think about it, you'll realize that most women spend between three and four hours each and every day in their kitchen. So, what would be nicer and more appropriate than a kitchen radio to help the hours pass more swiftly and brighten and an otherwise dull day? Tomorrow, for sure, before the last-minute Christmas shopping crush becomes even greater. Drop by your favorite store and look over the radios they have on display that will fit perfectly with your kitchen color scheme. And then on Christmas morning, when you present your wife or mother with a kitchen radio, you'll know that she'll be pleased not only on that day, but throughout the year. A radio in the kitchen will put the world at her fingertips when she sets the dial to the NBC radio network. <laughs>
3: the next time we go to the movie, Molly, I'd like to see that compact picture.
2: Compact picture? Mm
3: Mm-hmm. You know, compact little Sheba. Oh,
2: no, McGee, that's awful. Yeah, well, I've been shoveling snow all day. I'm tired. Yes, you are. Good night.
1: Good night, all. NBC and Tums have brought you the February McGee and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Debra McGee and Molly.
0: Let your kitchen radio fill your day with music on the NBC radio network. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app.